0: healthy skin, happy you with Clement Delfina. We are back. I am Delfina.
1: And I'm Clement.
0: And here we are with our next episode of the series. So these next two episodes are quite special actually because we have our first guest, Ali Frankel. This first episode she'll be guiding us into the world of skin barrier and skin cycling.
1: Before handing it over to to Allie, who is, well, who is she, you may ask? Well, to start simply, she's one of our colleagues in a final year of medicine here at RCSI. She also loves Derm to the point where she co founded Nude Sticks and is the skin director for Nude Skin by Nude Sticks, which is really, really cool and amazing to have that something like so accomplished already.
0: So, we'd love to
1: hear a bit more, Allie, about what inspired the brand. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. So, my mom, sister, and I co founded Nude Sticks um, way back in 2014, a long time ago now, because we are looking for makeup that embodied the effortless, less is more person who is looking for easy to use cosmetics with mm, good for your skin ingredients. Which is so nice in medicine. We don't have time for that, <laughs> nothing more than that. Exactly, we need all the time to sleep and study, so easy makeup is definitely the way to go. In 2019, we then launched a continuation of Nude Sticks, our skincare brand Nude Skin, which meant to embody the same ideals as Nude Sticks but for skincare. So, we were looking to create an easy to use and understand four step regimen with strong active ingredients but also gentle enough for the most sensitive skin.
0: It's great that you were able to translate from what you have in makeup
1: to continue that into the nude skin. That's really amazing. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like You know everyone just wants something that's so easy and that works so (laughs) you can't go wrong exactly and then what got you
0: interested in dermatology did you i know you kind of started pretty early on with this company
1: but did you always love derm was there kind of a moment that started for you yeah for sure so my original interest in dermatology started a long time ago probably around the age of seven to be honest as a young child i suffered from eczema and was really frequently in and out of the dermatology office mm-hmm. and maybe because I always left feeling better than I went in I was and was always very engaged by my own dermatologist that I started becoming really interested during my appointments And the next thing I knew, I was running around telling anyone that would listen that their epidermis was showing. That was my (laughs) favorite joke. Um, As an eight-year-old, people were really confused. Um, And that I wanted to be a skin doctor because I didn't really know the term dermatologist at that point. Yeah, so from then on, there were different events in my life that continued to influence my love for dermatology, but I would say that's probably when it started. Well, it's really lovely to hear, Ali. It's like really cool hearing more about your story and you sharing your experience. I know, you know, that like epidermis jokes still hold some water, <laughs> even at <like> this age. <laughs> yeah, I think people still liked it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least all of us in the derm world. Exactly. <laughs> but diving then into this episode... I am sure, of course, by this point, many people may have heard of the skin barrier. Tell us a bit more about that with kind of the skincare aspect in mind.
1: Yeah, for sure. So just to, you know, establish our basics. So what is the skin barrier for those who aren't totally sure? Your skin barrier is the outermost layer of the outermost layer of your skin. So going back to our epidermis joke, that's the (laughs) outermost layer of your skin. Uh And the stratum corneum is the outermost layer of the epidermis. So the Mm -hmm. epidermis is split into, I believe, five layers. Mm -hmm. Um, So the stratum corneum would be the outermost layer. And it works as a barrier. So it's exactly um, as it sounds. So it protects your skin, which is a living organism from the environment. It works to keep water in and keep it your skin hydrated and also keep chemicals, pollutants, and bacteria out. So it's really essential to not only skin health, but the health of your entire body so as to protect itself. So the structure itself could be likened to a brick wall. I find this analogy really easy to imagine. Mm-hmm. So if you think of the cells of the stratum corneum as the bricks, mm-hmm. So it kind of forms this physical barrier and then you have the lipids, the natural fats that kind of act as the mortar and fill in all those cracks and help hold everything together. So in skincare, you may hear of an ingredient like ceramides, for example. Mm. So these same lipids like ceramides, cholesterol and fatty acids are Really important ingredients in skincare products for this purpose because it helps hold everything together.
0: I actually really like that analogy. I hadn't really thought about that, but definitely I feel like we're surrounded with so many ingredients. When you look at skincare, that's kind of nice to see it kind of pieces fitting Mm. together.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't really understand, you know, why certain ingredients are used or why certain ones are better than others or just important to have in general so it's always nice to be able to picture it i'm a visual learner (laughs) same girl same (laughs) i really like analogies um and like using that same analogy once it's been damaged you can imagine like a hole in a brick wall Mm. or you know a thinning of it or just aging of the bricks itself it leaves your barrier and your skin your entire body pretty much more vulnerable to harm and medical conditions associated with a damaged skin barrier can be adult acne, atopic dermatitis, ichthyosis, uh, rosacea, and psoriasis. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I can definitely relate to that. I feel like acne has been my longtime friend, sadly. But <laughs> in that sense, yeah, definitely I remember when it used to be worse than I haven't now. You could see the breaks in skin, so definitely a good connection there
1: yeah for sure exactly and you know other causes even can be you know when people use harsh chemicals or soaps or if you over exfoliate or you know scrub your skin and you're not using enough moisturizer all of those can contribute to a damaged skin barrier
0: if you do find yourself kind of in that position where maybe you have been over exfoliating or honestly maybe your skin just is kind of screaming that it's really dry what would be a tip for if you have already sort of an established routine to kind of address a barrier issue?
1: Yeah, for sure. So to adjust your routine if you have a damaged barrier, it really helps if you can identify the agent or, you know, problems that are causing it. But in general, it's really important to be gentle with the skin and follow like a few basic steps. Guess this is the moment we will know how well we've been doing with this, (laughs) Delphi. Fingers crossed for our routines. (laughs) Yeah, so first you would want to use warm water, not hot water, to cleanse the skin. I know hot water feels really good, um, but it can overly strip the moisture from the skin, so best to keep it warm to cool warm.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I never actually knew that. I've always heard the lukewarm, but I never knew why.
1: So you're already doing the right thing so you don't have to worry. <laughs> um, Beautiful skin. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and then using a gentle cleanser with no soap, like a micellar water or a micellar gel. So any water-based cleanser, it'll help gently cleanse the skin. So once your skin is not inflamed, using a gentle exfoliant. Um, so with ingredients like alpha hydroxy acids, it's really good for the skin. Which we can always get into another time. That's yeah. you know own whole topic. Um, but chemical exfoliants are really nice in comparison to physical exfoliants because they slowly and gently remove like dead or damaged skin Mm. whereas you know instead of maybe causing more harm if you're going to like physically scrub the skin so then moisturizing like we mentioned not having enough moisture in the skin can be a cause of damage barrier so this may be where you know this could be a really key step for anyone who's struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to nourish your skin, help replace your skin barrier and keep it healthy. Um, so like I mentioned before, products with ceramides, fatty acids mm. and lipids are really good to replenish the fats that naturally make up your skin's barrier. Yeah, oh, nice. Such thing as too much moisturizer? I mean, I think there's always... Too much of anything isn't good. Yeah. So what I would say is if you have a very visibly damaged skin barrier then you're going to want to pack on the moisturizer because Mm. the best type of healing for the skin is moist healing um a lot of people think that oh if i just dried out it'll that's how you heal it you know um but actually you know with use of vaseline for example um on like specific dry patches or stuff like moisture is actually what's going to protect um that injured area more and cause better healing so Going with that, I don't know if you could really get to too much moisturizer. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i a big moisturizer girl. <laughs> um, and then, you know, with that, also sunscreen. That's, you know, a huge way to protect your skin from UV damage, especially if your skin is already compromised. Um, you're going to want to have a very good sunscreen all the experts out there definitely say SPF sixty or higher mm-hmm. on a daily basis, but obviously the best sunscreen is the one that you're actually going to use. So right. as long as you're using sunscreen, <laughs> that's like all we can you know pray for. So that'll that's good enough. Um, but they do say mineral sunscreen tends to be more gentle on the skin than okay. chemical sunscreen. Oh. So okay. Uh, if, if you're looking to get choosy, I'm, a, I'm personally a fan of mineral sunscreen. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really interesting the way that different compounds work for mineral versus chemical sunscreen. But again, we, yeah. can, we can circle back <laughs> to that another time. Also, don't pick. Don't pick at your skin. Don't pick at your pimples. They are very annoying. I know I've had them, <laughs> um, but it just causes more harm. Um, and just contributes to the ongoing damage mm. and lastly i have to say it make sure if you're really struggling <laughs> please go see a doctor <laughs> don't try and always figure it out yourself that's very fair and great segue
0: into a topic that's kind of really hot and trending right now skin cycling
1: yeah we haven't really heard about this too much before so we'll have to hear what you think about it ally so the concept of skin cycling has actually always been around in the field of dermatology to help patients understand when to use certain skincare products for maximum efficacy. So a lot of people are like, when do I use this serum? And when do I use this moisturizer, mm. like this face mask or whatever else? So this concept is supposed to help you figure out when the best time to use certain products are. A dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bao from, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, <laughs> um, from New York City recently coined the term skin cycling, and I know it really was a hot topic on TikTok for the world of, like, skincare and dermatology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as I mentioned, the concept of skin cycling itself applies to the nighttime skincare routine, which involves using active ingredients on certain days and then following them up with rest days. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's nice.
0: <laughs> it's a lot, of, uh, a lot of products.
1: Exactly. But, you know, as medical Results. students, we love a schedule. Yeah. We love yeah, we do. <laughs> something to stick to, so... Adopting a skin cycling routine can help prevent the skin barrier from being compromised because, you know, if you're using too many active ingredients on one night, for example, or every single day, mm. that's another way to damage your skin barrier, even though you're using good things. Yeah. Too right. much of anything, like we said before, could be damaging. So, yep, yep. pretty much what Dr. Bao kind of introduced was on your first night you exfoliate so this is with like a chemical exfoliant rather than a physical exfoliant and again each night like you're not just exfoliating like you'll do your you know cleanser or double cleanse depending on like what you typically do with your skincare routine and then you would exfoliate and then finish off with a moisturizer. So like all the other steps are still there, but in terms of your active ingredients, the like alpha hydroxy acids, for example, would be your active ingredient for night one. okay, Okay. Okay. right, right. Yeah, so then you have like night two would be your active ingredient would be your retinoid. If you do use your retinoid, whether it's over the counter or if you have a prescription. So again, you'd cleanse your skin, Um, you would (laughs) moisturize first and Mm -hmm. then apply your retinoid. And then night three and four. So these are your repair and recovery nights. So any serums like hyaluronic acid serums, moisturizers that are supposed to all increase the moisture in the skin. So that's when you would use these or any face masks and things like that. Oh, so, sounds very relaxing. Yeah, these, <laughs> these are your spa nights for your face. So yeah, again, cleanse and then serums and then moisturizers. So that's kind of what skin cycling is. And then you just start over
0: well, straight off, after after so. Yeah. so
1: every four days. Exactly. Four day
0: cycle. Perfect. We might have to switch it up, Quim. I don't think, think we've I... been doing it <laughs> Got to get more ingredients now. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> like shopping again. But uh, that sounds like a very comprehensive routine, Ali. Like, uh, we'll explore these in more detail in the following episodes.
0: Yeah, I think honestly, this will be perfect for our next ep. And hopefully we can have you to just do a little further deep dive into another ingredient with us. Thanks so much. I'd be happy to. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us today. (laughs) And we'll see you soon, guys. The views expressed at this podcast are the views and ideas of said individuals only. They do not necessarily represent the views, beliefs, or attitudes of the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland. In addition... The referral to any products, services, directions, or advice by any parties at this event
1: does not necessarily constitute an endorsement of any kind by RCSI.